Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. Uh, if you are, uh, you're, you're listening to this and you are not subscribed to meetatmidfield.com, you should consider yourself very lucky because we are unlocking this one. This is the, uh, generally, this is when we would put up the premium episode. But this week, because of the uh, the sort of weird college football schedule, given that there are like... Uh, yeah. We have here 10 games worth talking about, which is not the usual amount. Uh, we... And listen, you better thank the Irish people because it's the Irish government that sponsored us to be able to unlock this. They yeah. gave us a subsidy. Yeah. Um, they said usually they're reserving this for pharmaceutical tax breaks, but they said we can borrow it. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they've, really, uh, they they've really helped us out. Um, but uh, moving forward... The plan. We should, probably should have said this at some point, but we we only we only really hammered down on it yesterday. Uh, the plan moving forward into the season is that you will get, uh, if you are a free subscriber, a recap show, which will be about thirty minutes long. I say about. It's going to be thirty minutes long. We're not going to go over thirty minutes. Um, we'll cut <laughs> off mid sentence. Yeah, we'll, yeah. I'll talking. just stop the damn podcast. <laughs> That would be a good bit, honestly. <laughs> um, and then you will also get the tasting menu, which is what this is. This is the the watch list, the watch guide, the whatever you want to call it. We have. I our think own... we, we did we just come up with the name for it today. Yeah, but that's for the uh, that, that's for the the meet at midfield com. I guess we could also use it here. It's no, there's it's uh, it's our podcast. We could yeah, do we, we, we own both. Yeah, so this is the FBI watch list week zero. Um, Featuring <laughs> the no. We fly measure list. this based on the way we measure this. There's three different categories for each window. Yeah. We want to measure how locked in you should be. Yes. Um. So if you can think about being locked in or locked up on a game, that's what you want to look for. Patrick, do you want to read the categories to them? Yeah. So the sort of the 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 least locked in, the ones that you're going to be only kind of tangentially watching. Maybe you're desperate. Is the no fly list right? So we've got you on the radar. You're, we're we're aware of you, but it's not it's not a uh, you know a critical situation. The, next up, the second tier. These are ones that you're you're probably gonna want to watch, but maybe you're uh, you know if you're doing something else, then then you don't. Maybe you, don't you have a compound, or you have a friend in the government that can help you hide out. You know, yeah. maybe uh, maybe you find a good place just across the border to look at pictures of SpongeBob and Tony Soprano together. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a couple Th- years before you get caught. Yeah. This is the most wanted list. This is the, you know, you are you are under under siege. You they are you, they are on the radar. We are heading after it. And then of course, the top tier is the most locked in you can be. It's Guantanamo Bay. I mean, where else would you even it's Guantanamo Bay. Um, and so during mm-hmm. through the season, we're going to be doing kind of like what we did last year uh, with the sort of just time slots going through and picking out games for these categories. Uh, that Those episodes will come out on Thursdays, I want to say. Thursday or Friday, one of those. Probably Thursday. Um, Thursday. They're going to come out on Thursdays. Thursday. And that will also be free. If you are a just a subscriber to the podcast, that will also be free. The thing that you can't get if you are only a free subscriber, uh, the thing that is exclusive for midfield.com subscribers is our Stretch the Legs show. And that's going to be coming out on Tuesdays. Is that correct? Um. 
Yeah, maybe. We, Tuesdays we haven't really talked about that. Yeah, t- Tuesdays or uh, Wednesdays. Um, or maybe even Mondays. I don't know, yeah. Maybe just like right at the same time as the free one with the more information. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll depend on our on our schedules. But that will be coming earlier in the week before the watch guide, uh, the watch list rather, the FBI watch list. And essentially what that is is either we're going to be expanding on our thoughts from the recap, from the games that happened the past weekend, or looking ahead, or talking about over overriding storylines that are significant. Last year, we, we didn't really have a chance to do this because we were just doing the watch list and the uh, recaps. So now we're going to be able to talk a little bit more about the uh, kind of overarching storylines of the sport and, and, right. and, uh, and do a little bit more uh, kind of like stuff that and we if, do in the off season. And if you are a guy who's been around since last season and you, you love the bonfire, the enemies, mm-hmm. um, that is coming back and you can only get it on the Stretch of Lake show. So if you yeah. want to hear the bonfire, the enemies... Um, it really won't fit this year's theme very well, but we're going to do it anyway because I just yeah. said so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you want that? You got to come to the the premium. Listen, the FBI is no stranger to bonfire of of uh, people. It's not. Let's not say in, that in that fact, doesn't. Fit I the believe. Theme. <laughs> I, I believe a lot of them are are very famous for making bonfires. Uh-huh. Um, often with wooden structures uh, right in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. <laughs> They have some coordinated outfits they wear. You could even call them uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the all they have their all white uniforms they wear for those. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know a, with this. yeah, it's a road you, game. You it's, get... it's, folks, it's yeah. a road game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they're going but... to enemy territory. Yeah, but the uh... <laughs> sure are oh, enemy lawns. Uh, but they uh... <laughs> that show is only for meet at midfield dot com subscribers. If you are not subscribed. Right. Uh, it's twelve ninety nine a month, or there is an annual cost of what is it? Is it? Uh... Uh, we're gonna be dropping season discount soon, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah. I don't know. Don't those. worry about it. Just it's, come to the website. Come to the website. Yeah, just, just see the price. Come to the come to the website. We don't. I don't need to tell you how to go to a website. You know how to go to a website. Um, but if you want that show, that's that's our sort of in our bag, hanging out, having a good time show. Um, not you know impacted by the hustle and bustle of the season so much. Uh, you gotta you gotta subscribe, and and with that you get of course access to the excellent meet at midfield uh, forums, to all of our written posts. And also to premium shows of The Bucket Problem and High Street Freaks if you're an Ohio State or Michigan fan. Or maybe you're a pervert and you're not a fan of either of those teams, but you still want to listen to team-specific podcasts about them. Um, a lot of people are perverts. A lot perverts, of you guys are so, perverts. I know that. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of perverts. And so maybe that's, uh, maybe that's something that you're into. Um, but that is the plan moving forward. However, for this week, the premium show is unlocked so that we don't put the tasting menu, the watch list, rather, it's going to take some getting used to, uh, the watch list behind a paywall for a week that has uh, 10 games worth watching and really only like six or maybe even like five and a half. Um, it's uh, I don't know that there's enough there to justify that. So if you're hearing this and you are not a paid subscriber, uh, do get on that because there will be a lot of content during the season that you are missing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Ryan, we've, uh, we, we, we've got a slate of games here. We have actual football to talk about. That's right. I mean, I, I do think calling some of these games actual football is generous, but nonetheless, yeah. we will talk about them. Um, we're excited because here's the thing is it's ball, dude. We don't care if it's bad, if it's good. Um, there are at least some players we can talk ourselves into being excited about, and we're going to watch these games. Yep. That's what we do. That is that is what we're here to do. 
yeah uh that's literally what the episode is yeah okay, that's all i had i really have anything more exciting to say after that i think <laughs> yeah. kind of pick it up yeah well uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's another deal we're gonna be making so do you want to start here do you do you want to do you want to bury the lead and start with the, the dog shit games or do you want to start at the very top of the of the uh the ladder here here here's what i'll say let's just start with the one game <laughs> let's give them what they want yeah um they all want to hear about wyoming illinois <laughs> uh, the people are desperate. They're saying, "I need to know about Craig, about what will happen when Craig Bull and Brett Bielema are on the same football field." And we don't know either. We're very worried about it too. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm very concerned about it. I've spent all week. I've I've lost sleep. I uh, you know, my family has stopped talking to me over this. I'm very worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Look, what we should probably actually do is we should, I guess, go in. We'll do the categories, but we'll do them in chronological order. Okay. So we'll start off with the noon games. Let's lead off with the. We don't have any no flyless games, no dog shit games. Just two games in the in the noon spot. Yep. Um, we're gonna start with the most wanted, um, where our our good friends at Austin P University are traveling to Western Kentucky. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a school you may have heard of. Um, they used to have Bailey Zappi. That was a big deal for them. Um, now they don't have Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Um, that's kind of one of the things going on there for Western Kentucky. Um, Patrick, what are your thoughts on Western Kentucky football, uh, generally coming into the season? Well, I'm, I'll say I'm curious, right? I I think that it's curiosity about how they are going to kind of pick up where they left off with Bailey Zappi leaving, with Zach Kittley leaving, with Jared Stearns leaving. I mean, a large chunk of that offense, Mitchell Tinsley, a large chunk of that offense is gone. And that was a good team last year, especially down the stretch. And the defense got better. And I think the defense will remain uh, improved this season. But the offense has a lot of questions. You've got a lot of new faces. Um, they've gone out and, and uh, I believe, promoted from within to run essentially the same system. Uh, and the assumption for much of the offseason was that Jarrett Dagey would be the quarterback here. Former, nope. Yeah, former uh, West Virginia, also formerly of Bowling Green. He's thrown for a million yards. He's not very good. Uh, and he's as now it, at Troy. He's going he's gonna to walk into a starting job at Troy, which is very funny. Yeah, which uh, doing that in August is is a uh, yeah. a, a, a You can a always tell play. when a head coach believes in his quarterbacks a lot when he brings in Jarrett Dagey in August. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, bringing in Jarrett Dagey at all is a really good sign for your quarterback room, I think. is If you need to bring in Jarrett Dagey, your quarterback room is in a good spot. It's like the uh, the NFL, you know, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, bringing in Tyrod Taylor is always <laughs> a really good sign for your quarterback room. It's like, yeah, we're going to have this guy start ahead of the rookie, and then once he gets hurt in week four, we're just going to force the rookie in there. Um, yeah, but at least Tyrod Taylor's had some good seasons. Jared yeah. Diggy's like the Nathan Peterman of <laughs> Jared Diggy is not that – he's not quite that bad, but he's certainly not good. He's he's a uh, – He's a classic, like, 25 touchdowns, 16 interceptions kind of quarterback. Um, mm. And the good news for Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky is that it does not have to deal with that uh, because Austin Reed has won the starting job here. He's a transfer from West Florida, uh, which is a D2 school. Uh, led, uh, led West Florida to a national championship in 2019, throwing for more than 4,000 yards. Um, he was really, really fucking good before he came up to Western Kentucky. He was really good. And, uh, the, really the, the, the question is, uh, making that leap. It's a big jump from West Florida to Western Kentucky. Uh, but he's 6'2", 230. So it's not like he's undersized. He's, 
sort of a, a, a prototypical fit within this kind of system. Um, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about this offense in general. I think it's going to be worse, <laughs> definitely, but I think it's going to be worse in an interesting way. Um, so I'm curious about this one. I, it's, I don't imagine it's going to be super competitive. Austin P was pretty good last year. Um, but yeah. it, it's, uh, I think that this is one that you watch because of questions about the Western Kentucky offense, because you want to see just who is going to be competing in the, the CUSA, because the CUSA mm-hmm. East is kind of without established teams, especially as Marshall is gone. Uh, and so like, if it's not Western Kentucky, I'm not really sure who the hell it's going to be. Well, let's be honest. Uh, like the reason you're going to watch it, it's the very first game of the college football season. Yeah, that's true. It kicks it kicks off at noon Eastern on on CBS Sports Network, and it, for for the for the first half hour of the college football season, it's literally the only game you can watch. Yeah. So that's another reason to watch it too. If you if you and your friends are waking up early to pregame Northwestern Nebraska because you're oh. a true degenerate, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. and you need some football for the first half hour before that kicks off. Uh, come on down to CBS Sports Network and check out Austin P and Western Kentucky play. Yeah. Um, speaking of true degenerates, Patrick, uh, we have a good friend sponsoring this podcast. We do, we do. Uh, I, I do also. I want to real quick before I before oh, okay. I say okay. that uh, before we we talk about our good friend sponsoring the podcast, I do want to just make the. Uh, I have to make reference to the fact that Austin P is short for Austin Powers. This they're playing against Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> and anyway, Home Field Apparel, homefieldapparel.com. It's for Austin Peebus. Yeah. <laughs> homefieldapparel.com, Home Field Apparel on Twitter. It's uh, it's vintage, high quality collegiate apparel. Uh, we are now a little ways removed from the Ohio State release. Ohio State fans uh, broke, no money, uh, just d- d- weren't weren't ready to compete. Frankly, weren't ready to compete. It's a uh, it's a deeply disappointing showing from, frankly, a deeply disappointing fan base. Uh, and you have to think that they will uh, never recover from this as a really as an institution. Ohio State is uh, is no longer what it once was, uh, given its its results in the the home field uh purchasing I, I, despite despite your best efforts to goad me into saying something will get us fired from the home field apparel sponsorship <laughs> i will not be doing so uh-huh. uh, i will simply let this sleeping dog lie did you see though um patrick did you watch the new house of dragons premiere on sunday god no. <laughs> no absolutely <laughs> uh, not it was getting a little getting a lot of popularity around twitter because uh it turns out the main character um i stay i forget because i i did definitely watch it mm-hmm. um he was wearing a home field shirt. One of the scenes. People miss this. People, mm. did you hear this? You see this? You yeah. see this stuff? You heard this? You seen about this? You, you, you another classic. This? Another classic production error from the people that make Game of Thrones. They forgot to take off his home field shirt during yeah. during the show. Yeah, it's it's really um, you know you just uh, speaking of crumbling major institutions. HBO, just like Ohio State, passed its prime, falling off a cliff. <laughs> just not ready to compete uh-huh. anymore um <clears throat> no it, home field apparel you guys know it you love it it's uh it's the best shit guys it's the best shit i don't know what else to tell you it's the best shit and if you use code meet at midfield all one word uh on your first order at home field apparel you will get 15 percent off 
Um, I, if, if you're looking for a school suggestion, uh, you've come to the right place. Maybe you're going to sit down and watch this noon game. Maybe you're going to sit down and watch the Western Kentucky game, and you need to feel connected to the Hilltoppers. Folks, Home Field Apparel mm. has you covered. They've got high-quality Western Kentucky apparel. They've got the little freak mascot that Western Kentucky does, uh, whose name escapes me, uh, the red guy. They've got him throwing down a jam on a Is on that a big shirt. red? That sounds right. Big no, that's Nebraska's guy, right? That's little red. Oh, what? it seems like they're roughly the same size. I don't understand the logistics of <laughs> big red and little red. Um, although uh, how I, about this? How about this? You guys worry about the hilltoppers. I'm at the hill getting top. From yeah, her. yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I can't believe that that was the official team slogan that they ran with this season. <laughs> And that is, by the way, that is the official slogan that Homefield Apparel used on their shirts. Uh-huh. Uh, if you, if you it's guys, on the shirt, yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to buy a Western Kentucky shirt, it has embroidered inside all of their Western Kentucky shirts. Yeah, it says, "I'm not worried about the Hilltoppers. I'm worried about getting. Uh, I'm going to Hill. Get top from her." Yeah, that's what all of their shirts say, embroidered on the inside. Yeah, and um, if it's not there, you have to assume that you got a, a faulty shirt. I, I think that that's yeah. going to be the uh, you know the 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 jump that you have well, to make. Yeah, and if there are any other messages, you do have to remember that. I believe, Patrick, you can confirm this if you want. Mm-hmm. Homefield Apparel does use slave labor to make the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, I don't think that's true. I think that they have no, since I'm just uh, kidding changed on the I'm practice. Just on, no, no, I'm just kidding on that one. <laughs> so any messages you find inside your shirts are not from anybody yeah. um, that you should know about. It's there, <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot be clear enough about this. Homefield Apparel pays their workers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do pay their workers quite well, I believe. Yeah. I just, yeah. um, I just wanted to double check on that because they say, you know, there's that there's that law on the internet that the best way to get a correct answer is not to ask a question but to say the wrong thing first. Yeah. So I'm just employing that method of of truth finding on our podcast. Well, and you've also recently so. picked up a mental illness from being on TikTok. So <laughs> people have to be very they they have to be you know patient with you because you are struggling through your new mental illness that you recently acquired from TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, I recently acquired it. I picked yeah. it up just lately. Yeah. Um, well, and I have a lot of good friends who I've been getting information from a TikTok tell me that's one of the side effects of the monkeypox vaccine. So mm. um, if you want any more information about the monkeypox vaccine, you can also find that at homefieldapparel.com. Yeah. Um, or if you get any information about the Irish and their kind of illicit history, mm-hmm. Homefield Apparel, great place to go. Um, Patrick, speaking of the Irish, um, we are torturing them once again with another football game. Um, Nebraska versus Northwestern. Do you know the history, first of all, of all the games played in Ireland? They're all, uh, aren't the they like all Northwestern versus Nebraska? They're it's like, it's like yeah. exclusively Big Ten West teams that no one wants to be here. So this will be the seventh game, seventh, you know, NCAA college football game in the history of Ireland. Uh, they basically, okay, there were two back to back in 88 and 89. They brought over Boston College and Army for the first one. Okay. Uh, that had that had forty three thousand fans attend. Good God! The very the very next year, they brought over Pitt and Rutgers, and they could not crack twenty thousand fans. <laughs> they saw the first year, and they said, "No, thank you. We will not need any more of that." Sending the uh, sending Army over there in the eighties is a really bold decision. That is, <laughs> wow. Uh, it's the late eighties. This was like uh, uh, this was. Well, everything was mostly cleared up. Things by had then. slowed down, but uh, yeah, I still I don't know that I would want to be a member of Army going to, <laughs> going over there, right? Like at the, yeah. really any time, not a great time to go there. 
Yeah, you don't really want to be a troop going there. Yeah. Um, they also played one in 96 in Croke Park. First one they ever played in Croke Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame Navy. Yeah. Um, that was a nice 27-point win for Notre Dame, one of the biggest wins in, in program history, I believe. Um, they followed mm-hmm. that up with uh, – they didn't come back again until 2012. So basically took, a, took almost enough. 18 years off. Yeah, yeah it's what seen enough. Uh, Notre Dame played Navy that year, beat their ass again, second yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, then you had the classic that we all remember, Penn State UCF 2014. Oh yes. oh yes, you remember that game? That was a good one. That was the most attended game in college football in Ireland history. Fifty three thousand fans in Croke Park. You gotta love to see that. Yeah. Um, last year, sorry, not last year, twenty sixteen. Saw Georgia Tech play Boston College, beat them by a field goal. Um, huge win, huge win. This uh-huh. year we got Nebraska Northwestern, probably the most illustrious game yet. Yeah, it's what a strange collection of teams. You would think that like the Northeast would be the only place that would send teams for this, right? Like the, the Boston College, I think makes some sense. Um, but or like or like Notre Dame, you'd think Notre Dame would go every year. I don't know why well, Notre they're going Dame next not, year. What what game is that for? Uh, they're playing Navy again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's their third time playing Navy in Ireland. They can't get enough of doing it. It feels like a really strange strategy that American football leagues have of sending our worst shit overseas for them to watch. Why do we do this? Why wouldn't we send like a good game? It is pretty funny. I don't know. I would. I would like to see. I don't know. Maybe some other sort of. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe a game in Mexico City. Yeah. Make someone play down there. Maybe go make. Uh, I don't know what fan base is. Maybe make USC in Texas by Mexico City. Just <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, we could just move the BYU Notre Dame game down from Vegas to that to would Mexico be good. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. What is the? What do you think is the lowest percentage of Spanish speaking in a, in a fan base? I bet Ohio State's pretty high up there. Ohio State probably. Although it's so. It, uh, yeah, oh, I think base, Ohio yeah. State's probably up there. I think BYU has a case. Although a lot of missionaries go to South America, yeah. so. Um, Man, that's a. I mean, if we're talking FCS, then like North Dakota State, there's not a single fan of North Dakota State who has who who speaks Spanish. But um, maybe like Oklahoma, something like that. I think there's no. I don't think so, dude. I think anywhere like in the American American West or Southwest, um, just Hmm. is not the it's not the right answer. How about Kentucky? Even the Southeast, really. It has to be somewhere north of the Mason Dixon. Kentucky's got a Kentucky is not technically above the Mason Dixon. They do have a shot. Yeah, Kentucky has a shot. Maybe like maybe not Maryland though. I, I don't think uh, I don't think you'd get it with Maryland. Yeah, I, I think Ohio State has a decent case. Um, yeah, I, I think Ohio State probably has a decent case. It, it's yeah. definitely you. You also have to think about schools that are not academically curious, right? <laughs> like, like fan bases right. that are not trying to really improve themselves as people. And I think that Ohio Re-event State is, is yeah, a large chunk of Ohio State fans are pretty comfortable just being like a guy who owns a truck, and that's the entire thing that they do. <laughs> it's like their whole job yeah. is just oh, I own a truck. Yeah, yeah, a guy who like drinks at Short North Pine House every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I could keep going. I will. I'll refrain. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, <laughs> really the the ideal Ohio State fan is guy who uh, on a on a work event lets everybody else fly back on their own while he goes to the bar named after himself and grinds with a girl who is uh, about fifty years his <laughs> his, uh, his younger. Uh, that you, is. Uh, did you see our our friend Colton Denning's tweet of the average Ohio State media member's outfit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, it's like the uh, the the colored uh, the the extremely slick looking like like uh, shiny colored polo, uh, cargo shorts that go well below the knee, and then the worst shoes you've ever seen in your entire yeah, life. Orthopedic Under Armour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. they don't really make um, the correct width in Nikes for my feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've got really up. I've got really kind of troubling feet. The size of the feet is very it's <laughs> <laughs> very concerning. Um, yeah, that is that is really what they all kind of what they're all kind of working with anyway uh nebraska northwestern uh, yeah. um, the guantanamo bay game of the week yeah um <laughs> being held in dublin ireland um yeah patrick what's your what's your give me your preview of this game let's just let's, let's talk about this one as an actual football game because we probably can't talk about most of these as actual football games yeah um I don't know that I'm the guy to ask about the Big Ten West specifically. Um, <laughs> I'll say. All right, all right, I got you. Um, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Quarterback. Let's talk about quarterbacks real quick. Trying Northwestern to find, has not named a starter. Trying to find name. one thing about this game that is worth caring about. <laughs> I'm excited to see how Casey Thompson looks in the Nebraska offense. Mm-hmm. Um they don't really have any other players on offense I care about watching. Yeah. I think their O-line might be good this year. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. Um, presumably, Casey Thompson's turned the ball over less often than Adrian Martinez did, uh, which is to say fewer than four times a game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a high bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Northwestern's probably going to start Ryan Helinski. Yeah, um, that's that, yeah. They got he's yeah he's somebody. Um, I guess the thing got about a couple good running backs. Yeah, that, that's the backs. that's the thing about Northwestern is the running backs, right? It's it's uh, you know a, a group that I think is legitimately pretty good. Now they don't have anybody outside of uh, Peter Skronsky to run behind, but mm. it, it, that hasn't really affected Northwestern's uh, running backs in the past. Generally, they have not had guys to run behind, and they've still been okay. Um, I, I guess the, the big storyline with Northwestern is uh, whether or not their defense is going to suck extremely badly this year, which it did last year, because um, if it does, they're pretty much shit out of luck. That's about it. That's yeah, kind of I mean, the we, one we thing that they have. to finish... I believe we picked them to finish last in the Big Ten, correct? Yeah, because I don't think that's going to happen, right? Like, they lose a lot of guys from last year's defense, including Brandon Joseph, who some think is the best player, was the best player on that defense. I think he was uh, bad, but I don't know that it was entirely his fault. Um, and it's uh, it's just a relatively new-look group uh, for defense. It was already not good last year. So I, I think that the the storyline here really is can, I mean, it's it's can Nebraska find a way to fuck it up like they always do uh, against a Northwestern team that I think is probably going to be bad. But if the defense isn't dreadful, then maybe there is hope for, like, contending for five or six wins but that feels optimistic i, I would say yeah at this basically point. we're gonna find out if nebraska has any prayer of being a bull team this week yeah yeah if they i mean yeah, yeah that's if they, great if they lose this game then they're fucked <laughs> like, that's it this is the one that you really can't you really can't lose this one um but i i also uh, given what happened last year in week zero i don't know how much we're going to actually be able to take from this in terms of team quality because it seems like even more than than in week one week zero games are just a it's a crapshoot it's really like you're pretty much just guessing it does not there's no way to know really what any of these teams are going to look like or what they're going to do and I think that they also don't really know what they're going to look like 
I I'm gonna go ahead and out a limb here and say Nebraska wins by two scores. Yeah, I I think that that's probably about right. Is this so? We have this as our game of the week. Is this game worth <laughs> watching? Do you think? Do you think that people should watch this game? Here's the thing: if you are anything like me, you will watch anything they put on this first weekend. Yeah. I will watch one game, no matter how bad their quality is. If I am I going to stand and watch eight hours of football today? Absolutely not. It's my last weekend in New York City. But... I'm not, you know, not to get my personal life here, but yeah, uh, last week in New York City for a few months, uh, so I am going to watch one game, then go see my friends. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll even hang out with my friends to watch the game. I might go to a Nebraska bar or something oh in God. Manhattan. We'll see. Yeah, but that could be fun. Wait, uh, which which crowd do you think has more active police officers in it, the Northwestern bar or the Nebraska bar? I think the Nebraska bar would be fun to hang out at. I don't think the Northwestern bar would be fun to hang out. I think the Northwestern <laughs> bar sounds like the worst fucking place on earth. Yeah, you're just going to be hanging out with writers from The Athletic, and you could do that anytime. I don't think that you really need to go to a bar <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That... But I, I don't know. Like, are you? I'm, I'm a little bit interested in Casey Thompson, seeing what he looks like for Nebraska. Like, if he looks yeah. good, and I thought he was pretty decent for Texas last year before that injury. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, that's something. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That, that could be, that could be something. I don't, I don't. I'll say feel great about Nebraska's hopes this season. It seems like they're probably just going to be not very good again because that's what they always do. Um, the video, the video of Scott Frost sliding down the stairs. Yeah, just unbelievable. Yes, yeah, I, I can't believe Scott that. Frost dejectedly sliding down the stairs. <laughs> He's doing the Virgin walk from the the meme and then sliding Dude, he down really the stairs. He really was doing the Virgin walk posture. Yeah. It's insane. He's it's so sad. Insane. He's so sad. It's really actually kind of hard to watch. <laughs> He's yeah. so bummed out. Man, just, nothing's there, going there has right. to be some guy out there. Like, there's just some dude who be who was like an Irish born and bred guy who became a big fan of Nebraska football in the '90s because he was a child, liked American football. Yeah, uh, and has just been disappointed ever since. And is gonna get to see this game and just feel terrible during it. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. seems like a cool story. We can find that guy. Yeah, we need to track that guy down. We need to track that guy down, and we need to get him on the podcast. Um, I do think I'm going to need to hear if you. I think honestly, for the sake of content, I think you should go to the Nebraska bar, and I think you should write about it <laughs> about the experience of being yeah. at the Nebraska bar because I think that you are going to be um, asked asked to be included among about probably five or six mid forties, Nebraska couples. I, I think that that's, I think that that's probably what's <laughs> going to happen to you is that like a lot of married couples are going to hit on you at the Nebraska bar. That, that seems pretty standard oh, for that. Among us, dude. Yeah. Um, Who just to say? Oh, did I tell you Did I tell you that I, this is a little crossover podcast with the rooster here. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you that I saw in the Rajantani at the bar on Saturday night. I saw, this? yeah, I saw in the, uh, we, we got a group chat. I saw him. He, uh, he was looking radiant. He's glowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He definitely saw our friend Gina taking that picture oh also. Oh, God. Uh, which is pretty funny because he got out of there shortly later. Oh, um, shameful. Well, he deserved it. Yeah. Uh, what can you do? Um, all right, so Nebraska, yeah, we've got two other <laughs> Guantanamo Bay game of the weeks here. Yep. Um, 4 p.m. game, Wyoming, Illinois. I'm kind of interested in this one. I want to see Chase Brown play. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Illinois is going to win. I, I've seen a lot of like national projections of Wyoming that seemingly haven't caught up to the facts of what happened to this uh, Wyoming team this offseason where they lost all of their good players and they don't have any good players. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that this one is maybe being <laughs> kind of overestimated as a game worth 
like really paying attention to. I'm going to watch it uh, as much of it as I can, which I suppose is not much because the Utah State's game, Utah State game is at the exact same time. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that it's uh, Illinois is, I think, interesting enough. And, and Wyoming, I don't think is going to be like disastrously bad. They just don't have any good players. They're going to have to find new guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think Wyoming has any chance, right? Like, yeah. Wyoming can't score points. Yeah. And Illinois' defense isn't great, but they do at least have like a good defensive line this season, which especially when they create interior pressure. So I don't think Illinois can hang. I think Chase Brown's going to run for 200 yards. Uh, I do think that the, the first two Illinois lines of the season are pretty insane from a gambling perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to pull up the Wyoming-Illinois one, but I, the, Wyoming, or sorry, rather, um, uh, is a five-and-a-half-point dog to Indiana in week one. Um, or Illinois is Illinois is a five and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Five and a half point dog to, uh, to Indiana, which yeah, feels completely that. insane to me. Where, um, where is that game? It's in Indiana. Okay. Yeah. I, even with that, I don't, I mean, I would probably make that a push at most, right? Like Illinois was almost a bowl team last year. <laughs> I bet it straight up. Yeah. I, and, I, bet, and, I, I took the Illinois money line. Yeah, yeah. That, that really doesn't, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I had not, I had not seen that. I mean, yeah, Illinois was like, basically a a bowl team last year they were not good but they were like okay they were suitable they play, they played college football um and a decent chunk of their team returns indiana has like two guys back on a defense that wasn't really all that good that is the entire foundation of the program uh and they have nothing on offense that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me i yeah i i don't really it, yeah. that's, that's, and they're and they're only favored by 10 against wyoming too yeah it it seems like people are maybe I think they did this last year too. I think people are kind of underestimating Brett Vilma and Illinois because of uh, jokes that a whole lot of people made like ten years ago. At this point, yeah, Bert. Um, oh, Bert. Yeah, huh. and I think huh. I think that at some point, and this will never happen because uh, the people who make jokes like that are not actually serious about college football. Um, probably does deserve a, a look, uh, a second look at like what he does as a coach because he's. I mean, he's good. He's a good coach. <laughs> We've talked about it before. He's a good football coach. He builds a good program. Um, and I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't see Illinois lo- losing either of those games. And I, I certainly don't lose it. Don't see them losing this first one. I think that it's, it's, it's worth watching to see Illinois, to see that rushing attack specifically. Cause I think that the rushing attack is, uh, pretty consistently fun to watch there. I, the the yes. way that it's designed yeah. is, is good. And I like it. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Um, Hell, what else is on? We've got the uh, Charlotte and Florida Atlantic game. Yeah, yes. I, I have no thoughts here. Do you have any thoughts on this <laughs> yeah, game? Yeah, so this closes out the Guantanamo Bay tier. This one, um, the the main pitch, like I said earlier with Western Kentucky, is trying to figure out the CUSA East. Uh, these are both, I believe, CUSA East. T- I don't know why they'd be in the West. They're in Florida and North Carolina. Um, but uh, these are both CUSA East teams, and I think that they're both going to be pretty important in that competition, in that race. Um, and I think that these are two coaches who kind of need this win. Uh, it, not that it's a, you know, must win situation in week zero, but I do think that it's, it's one that whoever loses is going to be really kind of sore about, uh, for probably a couple weeks because this is a winnable game for both teams. Uh, Charlotte brings back very experienced offense led by Chris Reynolds, uh, fifth year starter at quarterback who is fine sometimes really good mostly fine uh needs to be better against good defenses 
should maybe take some of his great performances against bad defenses and try to spread them out a little bit more. Um, FAU only had a defense last year. I'd guess that that's probably going to continue to be the case this year. Uh, FAU, meanwhile, like I just said, really needs to find an offense. Willie Taggart has not yet established much of anything on that side of the ball. Um, and I believe made two coordinator changes this offseason. Uh, it's just going to be interesting. It's an interesting game to watch. I think that Charlotte probably has more optimism around it at this point because I don't. I can't imagine that FAU fans are super excited about what's been going on the last couple of years um, right, right now. But I, I think that FAU is more talented and technically speaking probably should win this game, especially being at home. Uh, but I think it's going to be really competitive and, and probably – Honestly, of the games on this list, the most fun to watch, save for maybe North Texas at UTEP, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, I, I think that this is a, uh, it's not necessarily the most consequential game in the world, unless you care about the CUSA like I do. Um, but I think that this is just a really fun football game to watch. This is one that I'm going to have on like in the uh, in the background, probably while I'm working after the, uh, the, the Utah State game, for sure. Because uh, I think that it's a, I think it's a compelling football matchup. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I probably i I'm using that word loosely. I will probably check the score on it as uh-huh. the day goes on. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I think I'm uh, I, I'm probably watching one game this weekend. What's the What's the the pick? Is it the Nebraska Northwestern game? Then I think I'm gonna have to watch Nebraska Northwestern and just abstain from the rest. Yeah, I, I, I think my plan. So the the Utah State game is at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, which is 2 p.m. my time. I think I'm probably going to. I, I'm going very early to to sort of uh, go around and see what people have going on at tailgates. Uh, talk to some people at tailgates just about their uh, you know their their setup. Um, so I don't know that I'm going to watch a ton of the early games, but I think that the night game I am going to watch Charlotte FAU, and then I'm probably going to kick on for the nightcap the uh, the Vanderbilt Hawaii game because I'm I'm nasty. Um, but I, uh, I I'll watch a couple of these games. It's it's a little bit tougher when you're actually covering a game, but I, I think that uh, I think there's a couple worth watching here. Um, moving into the most wanted uh, category, we've talked about the first one. Next up on the list is I don't know that this is an upset an upset pick necessarily because this would be a pretty major upset, but I do think it's one that you want to keep an eye on on your phone. Maybe you've got the score app. Just 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 take a look. Maybe uh, Florida A and M at North Carolina on the ACC network uh, at eight fifteen Eastern time. Uh, Florida A and M was pretty good last year. Uh, not like amazing, but pretty good. I think they were like eight and three, something like that. Uh, and North Carolina is not going to be good this season. North Carolina, I believe, is going with a true freshman quarterback who will be playing his first game here. Uh, North Carolina will win, I think, will win, question mark. Um, but I don't know that it's going to be the kind of blowout that you might expect from an ACC versus FCS uh, game. I, I think that this could be fairly competitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like to think so, maybe. I hope uh... so. It'd be fun. It'd be funny to happen if, if North Carolina was in a, like a barn burner with uh, Florida A&M in week one. They week did. Zero. I guess I guess we, we could talk about their quarterbacks, right? They just named Drake May the starter over Jacoby Criswell yeah. today. Yeah. Um, we're recording this on Monday. I guess that kind of gives that away what time we record this. But mm. uh, hmm. <laughs> any thoughts? Any thoughts about those guys? Um, I guess that it's the more fun option, right? To go with the younger guy, to go with the the presumably more interesting player um yeah higher ranked recruit i guess yeah um you know younger brother of their basketball player luke may Mm -hmm. um so 
That's got to be cool if you're a North Carolina fan. I guess, yeah. If you're a big <laughs> Luke May fan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, one year I'd like to think we're going to get a good week zero. Um, yeah. It's just never going to happen, is I it? I don't know that we really need it, honestly. I think that we're going to watch it regardless, right? I, I don't know that we need to, to waste good games on week zero because people are so starved for football that like i don't know we'll watch it anyway it's like you know I, I don't i don't know that i want to burn a uh like an ohio state notre dame or even like a uh you know a, a washington michigan state or something like that i guess i guess i'll say this is there should be every con every power five con every conference period let's say every conference should be forced to have one intra-conference game on week zero. Okay. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be good. It could be, you know, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Ireland, and they all have to be played in foreign uh, foreign land. I yeah, think they all have also... to be played in foreign soil. <laughs> um, I think we're making Cincinnati and Houston uh, to barn burn of a game, but they're going to have to play in Quebec. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> going to have to get up there to Quebec. It's it's. Uh, you <laughs> You're going to have to get to Quebec. Yeah. Where, By the way, I've always wanted to go visit Quebec. Someone recently described to me as like if Cleveland spoke French, oh and it made it a lot less appealing. Dana Holgerson also is not allowed in Canada. He <laughs> just, just to be clear, Dana Holgerson is not allowed in Canada. Um, I'm not thinking about Canadian Dana Holgerson. What that was. Oh, like, I, don't, I don't know that we're there yet. I don't know that we're ready I, to make that accent. Well, really, we got to go to like accent class. You know, I got to go to some yeah. kind of impressions class. We can yeah. get at this this season. Well, we tried that. Uh, we tried that. Uh, that that Los Angeles-based improv class, and it just uh, it really just damaged both of us, <laughs> you know, uh, mentally. And uh, we've been sort of gun shy ever since. But yeah, I'm ready to give it another go. We'll go to a different, uh, what is essentially a front for a cult, and and try to learn how to do. Uh, what if Dana Holgerson was in Canada? I, I think that would be cool. I think we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the come town impressions class and just learn how to do uh, characters <laughs> like just learn how to um, do the same accent. <laughs> yeah, we're doing things like yeah. What if Scott Frost was gay? Like what mm-hmm. if Mike Leach was gay? <laughs> like what if <laughs> we're just doing that over and over again? Yeah, yeah we're um, doing Nigerian Greg Giano and everyone's yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. just just sounds we're, like a Nigerian doing, guy. Like, <laughs> far out scenarios like what if Urban Meyer was racist? Like, what if... <laughs> yeah it's hard to imagine i mean it's it's uh just just uh yeah hard to imagine i don't know what you would even where you'd even start with that urban meyer the least racist man on earth uh as his as That's his right. as i'm sure his book declares <laughs> um yeah so anyway florida and m at, at north carolina i guess if you're interested in drake may it's on the most wanted and not guantanamo bay for a reason uh but it's uh it's on in sort of a little bit of a lull time there's the uh the closest other start to this is a 7 p.m kick the charlotte FAU so that might be at halftime maybe you put this on um, for for a little bit see what North Carolina's got going on uh, wrapping up this category we have a game that I mentioned earlier that I, I really don't understand why this is on stadium and not an actual TV channel uh, North Texas at UTEP at 9pm um, not mm. not bad legitimately not bad North Texas had a great rushing attack down the stretch last season um, defense is going to need to uh <sighs> keep up what it was doing last year i believe they have two they have the brothers to replace right whose whose name is it the murphy brothers um their names escape oh the guys who transferred the defensive lineman yeah 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 they're something they're they're definitely something 
I think that I think that was uh, I think that was North Texas. My memory is not is not uh, helping me out right no, now. No, it definitely was North Texas. I'll look it up. I'll look it up um, yeah. while you do that. But yeah, I, I think that this could be. It's an interesting styles clash. UTEP had a great breakout year yep, last Murphy. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gabe and Grayson. That's right. Uh, so North Texas has to replace both of those guys. But the defense otherwise was good last year. They're just it's it's kind of shifting strengths this season. It's going to be more secondary based rather than. Uh, defensive front based, which is always kind of a tough transition to make. I still think North Texas is probably roughly a bowl team this year. And I think that the rushing attack is going to be excellent. Uh, UTEP, meanwhile, is is uh, replacing J- Jacob Cowing on offense, which is a bummer because he was a really good receiver. But I do like Gavin Hardison. He's not good, uh, but he throws the ball really hard and really far. And he's like six foot five and two hundred and fifty pounds, and it's just a fun kind of guy to watch. Um, and so I think that this is another one that is compelling. I don't know why the CUSA put two actually good games <laughs> this week. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to complain too much because I think that they're both good to watch. I think that this is honestly for pure football quality, probably the second most compelling game on the list. And the first one is also a CUSA game. Um, I think this could be pretty good. It's not going to be super consequential, but if you don't want you know, if you don't care about it being consequential and you just want to watch a good football game, I think that this could be close and uh, an entertaining kind of a fun chess match between two pretty unique uh, systems, two pretty unique schemes. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I got to be honest, I have maybe one or two remarks left total on yeah. this podcast i can yeah. contribute yeah uh, we'll, we'll uh we're, let's let's sort through the no fly list here real quick because it is the it's the bottom of the barrel this is the bargain bin if you're just you just need something you know something to do you need <laughs> a fix you yeah, need you your fix. fix uh you, you don't have any friends it's saturday night yeah you, yeah you don't want to go out yeah and look a lot of our listeners don't have friends we know that listen uh, nothing wrong with that uh yukon at utah state starting off the no fly list uh on, on fs1 um i don't know utah state's gonna be fun to watch uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what that offense looks like with so many new guys at receiver specifically uh justin mcgriff is back but brian cobbs is new nana davis is stepping into the lineup uh kyle van lewin is being asked to do more terrell vaughn and it's it's a it's a pretty new group at wide receiver um the rest of the offense is pretty well intact and was really good last year um and the defensive line is fantastic and i think it is going to cause a lot of problems for a bad uconn offensive line and frankly a very bad uconn team in general nathan carter the running back i think is pretty good um ryan do you happen to know off the top of your head who the projected starting quarterback is for uconn Oh, isn't it? Um, it's Taquan Roberson, That's the right. State transfer. Yes, yes, he might. Oh, they thought in no ball. They thought in no ball. There's a chance that he loses the job to Zion Turner, who is the uh, like weirdly highly rated uh, quarterback out of Florida that they signed in this last class. Who's like and there's also the other candidate is that four star kid who used to go to Clemson, Tyson. Uh, or Tyson no, uh, it's, it's it's not him. It's his brother. <laughs> it's his five foot uh, ten brother, <laughs> Tyler. That's funny. Um, yeah. Who is who is? I don't think I serious contender as he continues to recover from an ACL tear um but he he's an interesting guy because he I I believe only got the chance to play as a senior because of his brother and so UConn 
was able to scoop him up uh, because nobody saw him. Uh, but regardless, I don't that's the suck, right? Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, regardless, I don't expect that the UConn offense is going to be especially good. I've been doing a lot of research today for a, a story for my Utah State site uh, about uh, Nick Charlton, who is the offensive coordinator there, who describes his offense as <laughs> so good being influenced by Ryan Day who he does actually have a connection to cuz he was a northeast coach as well and uh Sean McVay. Yeah, two good picks, man. Seems like maybe mm. you're just <laughs> saying the two best offenses. <laughs> well, you know, uh, our defense it has a lot of the 2007 Patriots and then also the 1986 Bears. Those are kind of the two schemes that we're working with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your voice is like a mix of Fergie and Jesus. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I got a light skin offense look like Ryan Day. I got a dark skin offense look like Sean McVay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't really know how that is going to work. It's I mean, his offense is basically just that they do a lot of motion, which is um, very that's generous sick. to say that that's the Rams offense. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you run sale yeah. a lot. I don't know I that that's the Rams offense. offense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't imagine that UConn is going to be particularly competitive in this game, especially because it seems like their defensive coordinator just resigned like this week. <laughs> a couple days ago, Lou Spanos <laughs> stepped away from that the program. Um, they keep hiring. Oh, is that, is that a Greek name? Spanos? I don't know. He, he's worked at UConn for, for, it seems like 20 years. Years now, I know he's not actually. Well, this been is there great because years, but... th- that brings us to what I told you I was going to bring up before the podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you you saying a Greek name really set me off here. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend from high school who posted a video to her Instagram story today of her 90 year old grandmother calling in a bet on a preseason Seattle season. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> she called into her bookie with a bet. Oh my god. She wanted a teaser or something else. Her yaya, her 90 year old yaya. Calling a bet in a Seahawks game. <laughs> Absolute queen behavior. I said to my group of other high school friends immediately. I was like, oh my God. Uh-huh. She's still trying to re- she's trying to recoup all of the family's losses from those mass bird purchases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, and the awkward part, of course, is that her bookie is Turkish. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. We need to bring back uh, like old people who have bookies. We don't have enough of those right now. Um, and frankly, yeah. we need to bring back bookies. I, I think that the, the mass legalization of gambling, while good for us because we're going to have a gambling sponsor, um, is bad because yeah. you should have to have a bookie. It's like drugs. You should have to work for it. Yeah, you can get them, but you should mm-hmm. have to work for it. You need to know a guy. And if you are looking for a bookie, uh, make sure you DM Homefield Apparel. Yeah, or drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Um, yeah. <laughs> and folks, talking about the meet at midfield forums, folks. I don't. I don't. I'm not just. I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I, it would be funny. I think we're not far away from one of our listeners being like, "Hey, haha, does anyone have drugs in Columbus tonight?" <laughs> that will happen on our forums at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> please use our forums for that please it's a no it's we a, will delete it's it a, we will it's, delete a, it. it's a secure forum it's completely secure you won't get in trouble we promise <laughs> we'll delete it after you've gotten an answer how's that 
Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, knock, knock somebody down a peg. There's no reason to do that. Uh, anyway, UConn, Utah State. Watch it if you're interested in Utah State. I guess. Uh, next up on the list, Duquesne at Florida State. It's this is just watch for Florida State. I don't think that this is going to be competitive. I'm under, I'm under no illusion that this will be competitive. Duquesne was not good last year, and I think that Florida State will be fine. Uh, but watch this if you're interested in Jordan Travis, if you're interested in a defense that should be improved. I, I, I think if you have a uh, a general Florida State curiosity, you might be, you know, yeah. it might be worth tuning in or, or at least... If you're no curious. Yeah, yeah maybe, uh, maybe D, you know, DVR it and watch it the next day or something. I'm, that's what I'm going to do with a lot of these games is just watch them uh, uh, kind of on fast forward on Sunday, I think. Um, so I, I, that's, that's kind of the main sell with Florida state, watch Florida state's offensive possessions, I guess, and then move on. Uh, Nevada at New Mexico state is at 10 PM Eastern. That's pretty much its whole selling point is that it's on at 10 PM Eastern and there won't be a whole lot else going on at that point. It's going to be one of, I think three games happening that late. Um, it is, I think probably the worst of the bunch and neither of these teams are good. And Nevada, I think is going to be actually really bad this year. They will still win this game by quite a bit. Um, but you get two first-year coaches, I guess. I guess you could say that. Uh, Jerry Kill and the uh, Ken Wilson, the made-up guy who Nevada has hired. If you're interested in Ken Wilson or Jerry Kill, I guess you can watch this one. Uh, for yeah. some reason on ESPN2. Don't really know why this one gets to be on ESPN2 <laughs> while North Texas at UTEP is on fucking stadium. Um, but uh, it's on. It's there. And then rounding out the no-fly list, uh, Vanderbilt at Hawaii, ten thirty Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Um, I don't. I mean, it might be kind of fun to watch. I guess, right? Like Timmy Chang's offense is not going to be good yet, but it might be kind of funny to watch what it does against Vanderbilt. I, I don't think that either of these teams are good uh, by any means, but it might be one of those sort of like, oh, this is two guys. These uh, these these two uh, not well people are fighting in the Waffle House parking lot, right? Like that's that's sort of the the appeal of this yeah yeah um yeah i gotta be honest i'm 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 uh i got nothing left yeah. i got nothing left for these games yeah i uh yeah i don't know that i don't know that there's really a whole lot to say about these guys they're here <laughs> they're they're on I mean, if, you, if you want them um but we could uh, read less than rest of the names off and then just tell our sick little listeners to get ready for week one yeah get, yeah get ready honestly just probably just get ready for week one if there's something here you can pick your spots you can find a uh i think you can fashion a pretty interesting uh, a, a suitable day of college football i'm not gonna say interesting um but i think you can fashion an okay day out of this especially if you're drinking heavily um you know kick yeah. off kick off we're with doing the drugs West- you found on the meetup midfield forums yeah one or the other um kick off with the western kentucky game for 30 minutes or so see what's going on there jump over to the north the nebraska northwestern game um probably watch all of that i guess because there's not anything else going on until four um at four i'd probably do the wyoming illinois game i would watch that uh with florida state sort of as my second channel until seven at which point i would jump first screen to charlotte fau unless the unless the wyoming illinois game is like close which i don't think it will be um, and then I would keep it full first screen is Charlotte FAU until that game ends. I think, um, with North Texas, UTEP probably as the second screen starting at nine. Um, 
And then I guess if you, you know, at halftime of that want to jump over and watch a little bit of Vanderbilt, Hawaii, or Nevada, New Mexico State, you can, but I, I don't know that I would recommend that formally. Um, I, I think that there are four or five games here that you can probably justify watching. <laughs> that's, that's, I think, the nicest thing we can say about this slate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I could talk, if I had, if it was a different weekend, I could talk myself into watching definitely several of these. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting into the lab of just, like, not seeing any friends from September until, like, you know, Christmas. Yeah. Um, as as anyone should do. Yeah, I, I that's probably the best way to consume this, is, like, if you have something else to do, you should probably do something else. But if you don't have anything yeah. else to do, like, I don't know, maybe go to a bar or something, you know, watch the, uh, whatever the default game is at the bar. I don't know what that would be on a Saturday night. I guess maybe there's like Here's a boxing, the there's a there's like a boxing yeah. match on. You could watch that. That's always fun. If you go to a Nebraska or Northwestern fan bar on Saturday and send us video or picture from it, we will tweet it out from the Media Midfield account. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's fair. If you are at a a Northwest, I mean, on a, if you are at a bar, a themed team bar for any of these games, I think that that'll that'll apply. If you have found yeah. a fucking Wyoming bar, I would be I would be impressed. I would be pretty impressed with that. Um I know that we have I at least a couple listeners in Charlotte. So if you're in Charlotte and you go to a Charlotte bar, I'd love to see that as well. Um yeah, I think that that's probably the best way to do this is is consume with others. Make it uh not necessarily about the football and more just about having a good time. Uh that that's mm-hmm. that's this kind of week, I think is It's a week about a, having fun. Uh, yeah, this is a go out and have some fun and and have the game on kind of uh kind of week more than it is like a uh Oh, you know, lock your uh, lock the rest of your family in the bedroom and only watch the game by yourself, uh, and break down the film live as you go. Um, and uh, that that time's coming. Yeah, uh, that time is coming. You don't need to burn an extra week doing that. You can just do that once you get into the regular the regular season. Um, and I'm not gonna say anything formal don't take my word on this completely uh but some of these games especially the later ones there might be some some maybe flipping the field or meet at midfield more likely related content that you can consume during them we'll see we're, it's, mm. it's something that's in the works it might be something to maybe spice up some of these uh some of these games just you know keep your key you know if you don't if you don't have any big plans maybe you're not a bar person Keep your schedule open because I think that there Keep might. Keep the ground on this Yeah, one. I think that there might be. Keep your eyes on the Meet at Midfield Twitter account and on the forums because I think that there might be some content for you live on Keep Saturday. Keep your meet at midfield. Yeah, yeah. Keep your meet at midfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, keep your meet at midfield. Keep an eye on the Twitter account. There might be something pretty cool coming uh, on on Saturday. Uh, we will have more details on that. Uh, at some point no don't bother me not my problem um brian do you have anything else oh no i certainly don't but no no we ran out of things about 15 minutes ago i think <laughs> i uh, think uh yeah i think this one just this is kind of the content we're going to chuck up to uh season's almost here we kind of just need a little little yeah. mental break cut us some boys. fucking slack kind of... come on i watched like yeah. an hour of main football today leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like when the recap gets here, we're going to be really good on that one, trust uh-huh. us. <laughs> yeah, recapping these games is going to be so much more fun than... <laughs> I think it will be. I think it will be. Well, at least when the, um, if the preview we have the hypothetical of they could be good, the recap we just know yeah. that they weren't. Like that's... Uh, well, we get to use, we get to break out our character, the Observer, for the first time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, once again, code meet at midfield, all one word at homefieldapparel.com for 15% off your first order. Follow the account uh, on Twitter at meet at midfield. Follow this podcast on Twitter at field flipping. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. He is at B1G underscore Ryan. Um, is there anything? I don't think there's anything else. Uh, meet at midfield.com. Check it out. Homefield uh, apparel, meet at midfield. Yeah, uh, all that stuff. Drugs, sex, keep, rock and roll. Keep your meat at midfield. Keep your eyes uh, tuned to the Twitter account. Do not close your phone. Do not turn it off. Do not leave the account. Don't just set alerts. I want you to be watching the account live uh, <laughs> for, for a potential impending announcement about content on Saturday uh, that I'm not going to say anything more about other than keep your meat at midfield. Keep an eye on it. And we will talk to you guys uh, for the first recap show of the season. On, uh, one of those days one of these days we'll do that i don't i don't know we'll figure it out <laughs> um all right uh, ryan i'll talk to you then good bucks <laughs>